Apple's Worldwide Developer Conference is next week. And one area we're hoping to get a big update on is with iPad OS, which hopefully will offer some more justifications for why you'd want to buy that uber powerful and uber expensive iPad Pro. I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. With me to discuss all things iPad is the tablet guru himself, Scott Stein. Welcome, Scott. Hey, thanks, Roger. You've had some extended time with the new M1 iPad Pro. So before we get into WWDC talk, I'm curious if anything in your assessment has changed since the last time we talked, which wasn't that long ago, but I know you've had some more time with it. What do you think? Not really. You know, I think it is a really, really well-made, beautiful piece of hardware that is begging for more advanced software. You know, the, the, the apps are dribbling out and there aren't a ton of M1 optimized apps. And the rest of the experience, despite the, the display improvements and the, the, the speedier hardware, um, you know, you're getting an iPad. And I think people are expecting something that goes beyond that. Right. That's a perfect segue because we're talking about WWDC, and that's usually when they offer up some sort of update to the various operating systems, iPad OS being one of them. So what are you hoping to see that might change your mind about the iPad Pro? Right now, the iPad kind of straddles the line, or it's seeming to, where it has the same chip as the recent Macs. I think Apple should embrace that and just go for it, because the M1 iPad Pro is kind of a splinter product, and it could run all the stuff the iPad does, but they need to explain what makes it really pro and how it can compete with the rest of the Mac lineup. That's got to start with a software revamp on apps and also the OS. That's that's a great point. I mean, let's take a step further. Like, do you think that holy grail of the merging of iPad and Mac OS, do you think that's going to happen or is that still either way off or just something that Apple doesn't want to entertain at all? I'd love for it to happen, but Apple keeps putting out these these conversations that that's not going to happen. Uh, you know, th- that can change. Plans change and, you know, plans are one thing until they change. So, that's unclear. But, you know, with the trackpad support and the keyboard support and the RAM upgrades and the chip, there's absolutely no reason why this couldn't run Mac apps. I mean, it wouldn't all be touchscreen, and maybe that's the awkwardness they want to straddle. But it seems completely capable of running that stuff, and I think that's part of the frustration. Right. So going back to iPad OS, what are some of the key features you're expecting to see? Sure. So, you know, people would say, okay, an iPad already is a computer and you can do a lot of stuff. And I get that. And it keeps improving. But I think the, the I realized a lot of the limitations come around multitasking for me. And I think those are two of the three things I put on the list in different ways. Um, the iPad multitasking is very limited. It's, it's basically like a split screen, very restricted areas. On a, on a Mac, you can split out your displays or windows in any way you want. And that's not just for your own display, but that goes to connecting monitors. So that's kind of the second part is the iPad does not support second monitors like a display extension like you'd expect, but it really should. Yeah. Can you dig into that a bit? Because I I know there is that idea of using it as a second screen. Like what can it do and what can't it do? What do you want it to actually be able to do? Right now, it, it can't do a surprising amount. It's it's very limited. The The monitor support on the iPad's are basically uh, to work for supported apps that allow a second screen to show stuff. And that means you're working in the same app. So it's like a, an extra screen in the same app, which is not really like a use case that I do all the time with, with, with multitasking. Usually it's another app 
that you're putting up. Right. And then the ones that that do it really are like video editing apps. So you, know, you can run your your you can play back your video on the other screen. But I really haven't seen anything else that's done anything notable. And so so it just does that and and otherwise it just mirrors what your iPad has, which has been the case for a while even before USB-C. And that includes pillar boxing, so you're getting like not the whole monitor display, you're getting those black bars and um and it's not running obviously at the same refresh rate that the iPad Pro is, but that's a little different. So yeah, super frustrating. Like you'd expect, oh great, second display, and I can put apps there, and you can't. Do, and do you think that something we'll actually get to see at WWDC, like a true multi-screen experience? I would be shocked if they didn't show that, because at this point, with the added RAM on the iPad Pro, that that really leans towards suggesting they're going to do stuff like that. And I I think that seems pretty easy in that you could create a second, you know app and just put it up there and at least use your trackpad they have all the tools now like you can use a trackpad mouse then maybe they'll put a, a, a notification that says you know second screen needs a trackpad mouse or a keyboard to function that seems pretty straightforward I, I use a keyboard case on the ipad pro all the time and i'm curious how many people do the same but if you're connecting it like that you know that might be a requirement and you mentioned two out of three. Was there one other feature that you're hoping to get out of iPadOS yeah. come next week? Um, I think more Pro apps. You know, it's still shocking to me when you look at the landscape of Mac apps. Apple's own Pro apps are not on there, like Logic, Final Cut Pro. Like, they haven't done that. And Xcode, which is the developer environment, um, is Mac-based. And that's like a real indicator, like... You know, people, I think people have said that for a while. Like, you know, if you want to have this be a, a professional tool, allow people to do all the professional work that they need to do on it. And that's got to start with Apple's Pro apps. Like, that's the step one. I would think that they would unlock the rest of that for the iPad Pro M1, uh, at least. And then maybe announce, last year you could you had all these iPad apps and iPhone apps that ran on Macs. I think it should go the other way around now. I think they should allow Mac apps to run on the iPad Pro to be converted. And that seems like it would be pretty straightforward. Do you think it's just a matter of prioritization there? Because a vast majority, I, I assume the vast majority of iPads out there are not iPad Pros. They're not M1s. And so I'm wondering if, even from a developer perspective, like the priority to or the urgency for creating a Mac app that can run on iPad probably isn't that high because it's such a niche market. I think you're absolutely right. I think that's going to be a real big challenge because unless they open that up to the other rest of the lineup, last year, you know, iOS is a huge landscape. Macs are a big landscape. Um, you know, having those run on a Mac, okay. Um, here, you are going to have a, a, a sliver of the iPad market. And I think you'll have to, for, for certain developers, it would make a lot of sense. I mean, it'll still be a big market, um, in its own way over time, possibly, or, you know, like, like it might be significant. If Apple wants to grow what the iPad is going to be, that is essential because it's, it's it will hit that wall. And I think it needs to push through that wall if it's going to become the computer that it clearly seems like it's growing into being. Right. I mean, do you think that in order to, to make it a more attractive environment that Apple would have to bring the M1 
sort of down market to some of the other lower end iPads just to create a larger ecosystem of M1 powered iPads that developers can actually cater to? It's possible, or they might eventually just find ways to kind of make that stuff happen. Kind of like, you kind of see this with like AR, you know, at one point you have like sensors that needs a certain thing, and then they find a way to do this without the sensors. And so they might find a way of like, you know, the M1 they lean on now, but as the chips get more powerful in general, they, they can have this dribble down to more um, iPads over time as they keep, I mean, every year over year, the chips keep getting faster. So yeah, I think that would be the long-term plan. And then you'd start with the M1 iPad Pro. Got it. And just, I guess, lastly, what is on your wish list of features that you desperately want, but you probably won't get at WWDC next week? For the iPad? For the iPad, yeah. I mean, a lot of the other stuff is is, is pretty solid or it might be hardware. Like, I want the camera placement to shift, you know, just to to finally make those <laughs> cameras. Like, they're, they're getting close, but they still are off-center. Um, trackpad and mouse was a big thing last year, and it's been... It's been really good. Um, yeah, again, for the M1s, I would love a Mac mode. And, and there's been a lot of pushback even from people who are not Apple. Some people saying, like, why would you need that? Or, what you know, et cetera. I think it would be great. You know, I, I'm, sometimes I'm wrong. I Sometimes a, a wish is not, like, the thing you actually would want to work on. But I just think that there's, like, a there's friction that when you work on an iPad that, like, all the things I need to do can't quite be done um, or not easily. So I just want things that can close that gap. Um, you know, those are the big ones. I feel like that's, you know, and also like we kind of, I kind of said this is multitasking in the story, but this is bound to happen. All of the extra widget um, things that were on iOS last year were not on iPad OS. And I feel like not only do they need those, but they need more. Like you just need ways. I just don't want to have to see a grid of apps anymore. Like there's no reason to have a grid of apps on your interface that should all be in the background, like on a lot of phones and laptops and other things. And then you could customize or, or put different environments that you could just set up for yourself um, and not have to feel like you're jumping through quite as many hoops to do it. So I, I think that that stuff, like the iPad really to me is about, the improvements would be about getting work done. Right. Not, not about brand new features. Like the iPhone dabbles in more exploratory areas. And I feel like, the iPad, I just I just want to have it be more computer-like. I would just say for mine, my biggest wish list, and it's, I know it will never happen, is that the Apple Pencil just comes with an iPad Pro. Spend all that money on iPad <laughs> Pro, get an Apple Pencil. It'll never happen because Apple needs to make money. I get this, but one can wish. All right. That would be nice. And pop out of the iPad, too. And pop out of the iPad. That'd be huge. All right, Scott, thanks for your time. You can check out all of our WWDC coverage on CNET.com. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at The Daily Charge. Or sign up for direct text messages from me by heading to cnet.co slash dailycharge. And if you liked what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening. <laughs>